There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's here, Julia. It's the hump of the hump. I know you're very excited. I'm excited for the hump of the hump. I just it, like how it sounds. It is. Yeah. Oh, well, here it's the middle hour of the middle day of the week of the Lori and Julia show. I know it. So we've got a we've got a busy day going on here. A lot of side things happening. My car broke down on the way to work. We've got other things that are happening, so we're waiting for. I, I'm we're having waiting. vision Lori's issues. having vision issues. I'm waiting for callbacks, you know, and it, and people call you back during your show. How yeah, dare I know. they? I How know, dare they? But I really need to know what was going on with my eyeball. I know, Lori. Lori's okay. having flashing things happen. Are we okay? It's yeah, it is. It's it. Only if I see lightning on the side of my eyes, then I'm in big trouble. Okay. But, um, yeah, like sometimes you can have like a piece of debris float around your eye. Wow. And in your vision. And I wow. told you, I feel like I've got a fly floating yeah. on the side of my vision. And she's like, yesterday, she's yesterday like, Yesterday, I, I saw a spirograph <laughs> on the paper. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, direct- am I hallucinating? What? It was the study of dust. So yesterday, if that sounded disjointed, it was because I was trying to figure out why am I seeing a spirograph? Right. I think that's the beauty of the show is that uh, disjointed is sort of the normal. It is. It is. It I drove is. into, I was on the freeway today and my car just started to sputter. And then wouldn't accelerate. Never a good sign. And wouldn't accelerate. And the check engine light just starts blinking and flashing. And I just panicked. I'm like, because do you remember when I was driving to work in my minivan and black smoke came out of it on my way to work? I hate cars no one, that break do, down oh, on do a freeway. It, oh, freeway. every people, there are people who love it. You know, but they on a actually freeway. Mine always happens. Mine always happen on a freeway. Look. It doesn't add every, oh. this is a universal thing of the, you know, I mean, no one really likes it. Okay. Name me one person who does, and I'll send them a bouquet of flowers. Okay, okay so... Ready for the transitional music here? Yeah, yeah let's yeah. do okay. it. It's Britney, bitch. Sorry to that lady that doesn't like it. Oh, Rocco, out. you have a good memory. <laughs> so what? Who cares? Well, we only do that for Britney. Yeah, but we do it also for the real Britney Spears, because it's happening. It is happening. Uh, Britney's lawyer has informed the judge in her case that Britney wants to speak in court and i would love it if this song would be what she could come into the courtroom and oh for bam. crying out loud wait it's me but anyway uh CBS, cbs morning news has uh, uh vlad has a has a story on it because she's not ever spoken in court no, and she specifically right. wants to i don't think it's speaking out about she's gonna say i shouldn't be under conservatorship she wants to speak out about why she, she doesn't want her dad 
mm-hmm. being in charge of a conservatorship. So, Britney Spears is set to break her years-long silence in the ongoing battle over her conservatorship. The pop star's court-appointed attorney said yesterday she had requested a hearing to speak to the court directly. The judge agreed to a hearing on June 23rd. Spears' lawyers didn't indicate what she might say. In March, the singer filed a petition to have her father, Jamie Spears, removed as her personal conservator. Earlier this year, Jamie Spears' attorneys said his daughter's safety was his top priority, and he would love nothing more than to see her not need a conservatorship. The case got new attention after the release of the New York Times documentary framing Britney Spears. Fans also organized the Free Britney movement over concerns about her well-being under her dad's care. This is going to be very interesting because we've talked to Team Spears, the dad's side, and they said Britney has never asked that her dad not be involved in this case, be her as part of the conservatorship. So now she's speaking. It's going to be interesting. I wonder if she'll be able to hear her speaking. In other words, it could be open to the The whole thing is a mystery because typically this is for people who are ill or infirm, and she's still performing. So why does she need this? Yeah. Uh-huh. She's not performing but, anymore. But she refuses to She perform. refuses because her dad is in, is in charge of it. And I think that Kevin Federline touched on this a couple years ago when he demanded an auditing of Britney's money and wanted a raise in what he was getting. A lot of people jumped on him and said, oh, he just wants more money. But he hadn't asked for a raise. But it was... Her finances need to be audited because her dad, dad is, has maybe been, misused it. He's been ba- solely in charge basically for years. And even Lynn mm-hmm. herself has come, you know, basically chanced upon the same issue as Brittany or as Kevin Federline is she thinks there's been some funny stuff going on with, with the money. money. Mm-hmm. And he's helped himself to it and maybe he's helped himself to it. In a way that isn't right, paying a PR firm, for example, to massage why he should stay in charge of her sure. conservatorship. Sure. Should he be allowed to take $500,000 of Britney's money and have a PR agency craft his image on why he should keep it? Uh, I'm going to say no. Right. You know, I'm going to say that doesn't seem right. And that's what Lynn's uh, filing was right. about. She objects to two different pretty big legal bills of one and a half million dollars that are all painting him to the good. And it's a PR consultant and another lawyer for him. Right. And so that doesn't look good. And Kevin Federline felt that something um, fishy was going on. And this is one of the ways that they can like get her out from under this. So the fact that she's going to speak in court, I mean, I just would love it if the courtroom lights would dim, the speakers would blast. But we know that's not going to happen. But I think the the fact is, is that uh, she wants to say in her own words, I think is what's going to happen. I want my father removed. I can't trust him to be doing right. the right thing. This is June 23rd. June 23rd. Which is a Wednesday. Wanna, wanna write it I'm down. circling it on my calendar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she's never uh, addressed it. And her lawyer said she wants to address, address the court about the status of it. And they wanted to get her in even sooner. But this was the sooner. The right. soonest. And there's another court hearing on July 14th. But um, And then everything's been... Um, sealed for a public view and so the case continues yeah she just Mm -hmm. wants to talk to the 
the judge and just say, I want my dad out. I I don't want him doing this anymore. Mm -hmm. It's interfering with my ability to have a relationship with my dad. 100%. That's what I would think. 100%. And she could totally argue that and say that. that. Fine, right. So, anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, that was when I looked a little bit deeper at why was Lynn, what was the specific sure. things. And, yeah, her dad paid a PR firm $500,000 to help him. To help him. Yeah, to position. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Look good in the public eye. And that woman was on CBS yeah, she talking was. about it. And they yeah. referenced that. And I thought, well, yeah, see, should, shouldn't you be paying for that out of your own money that you earn as the trustee should you be dipping into your daughter's money to pay for that i think if you went to her and said you know if you weren't the conservator and darling i'd love it if you'd rent me a house in the turks and caicos she'd say all right daddy but not to not this thing that's going on between them very i I think she's going to get rid of her dad i think the judge will agree yeah it's you know sometimes that just doesn't work not working. Not, Not working. working. Understatement of the year. Understatement uh, of the year. Uh, by the way, if you're traveling, oh, yeah. here's the 411. Summer of travel chaos looms. I hate to put it like that. We've got a plethora of new wonderful destinations. Flights are opening back up, but people are traveling. And if you traveled a little or you didn't travel at all, it is the TSA you know, there there were people that were let go, obviously, and these positions have not been filled. And TSA has filled like maybe a little over half of their job capacity. Right. That they have at every airport. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna looking be looking for work. I'm just saying that yep. it's back above um it's already spiking to pre pandemic levels. And Travel. um yeah, and a friend of mine just a couple weeks ago thought how busy is it still you know mm-hmm. and she got to the airport and she said i made my flight with seven minutes to spare so you really she was need an to hour ahead. and a half in the security line wow and she was at the little airport she was wow. at the sun country terminal. wow so um, be prepared to give yourself a little extra time for sure give yeah. yourself your two hours don't be messing around it's not that it's people are back in motion yep. People have gotten vaccinated and they're and flying. And the same thing people. is happening with the cars. I mean, you really need to think of booking the car out or finding some other options or being clever with that because they sold off cars. Fleets, no one was driving. They sold their cars off and they're buying them back. But a lot of people, it's slower. There's a limit. They were so, renting U-Hauls in Hawaii or the U-Haul <laughs> trucks. I think I told you my friend's brother had to take an Uber from Naples, Florida, to Tampa St. Pete. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. How much did that cost? A thousand dollars? Something, something dollars. Oh, oh yeah. Mm hmm. <laughs> there was not a car to be found. Wow. Mm-hmm. That, so you that is a really... terrible tale. No, <laughs> that is a but, terrible but it's, tale. It's just warning people. All, All right. right. We're, we'll it's be right gonna, back. That's right. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if. And now. Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right, so Rocco, this is something Lori showed me a picture of in the double wide um, before I showed it. And she goes, note to self. And I wrote it down. If you are perhaps in a bikini this summer, on a boat, or on a deck, 
or just somewhere where you want to look a little thinner, you sit on the rail or the side of the boat and put your legs kind of out in front of you and cross them like at the ankle. Mm-hmm. And that way, if you put your bottom out on the side of the boat, you can suck in your tummy better. Like you can't believe. Like you can't believe. It's a very good p- posing picture. Yeah. In case people want to note, no, because my girlfriends, remember at the cabin, mm-hmm. the time that we were at the island and we all stood there and my one friend Lisa is trying to show us the pose for photos, how well, there's a leg lift up there's pose a leg lift that you up can do, and then do. you lift your other leg. Right. But these real housewives that are in Turks Caicos filming the All Star, they're sure. all posing with their bottoms hanging over the, over edge, the edge of a of boat, the boat. Or like a, you're peeing, but not that. But far. not that far. <laughs> right. So it kind of puts out your chest, fits right. in your stomach. Right. And it's very attractive, and you can put your arms to the side if you need better boob thrust. And then you can put your breasts together. Yeah. All right, well, there. That's just a little... That was free. (laughs) Now, here's a headline that I thought was funny. Nice teeth are the new fake boobs. What do you guys think of this? Nice teeth are the Mm -hmm. new fake boobs. So Um, people are spending more money whitening their teeth, fixing their teeth... Um, having teeth has become the new, good teeth is the new boob job. I guess, because on TV, everything is uh, unrealistically white. Yes. And yes. Uh, everyone, you look at your teeth and you go, oh, what a pale shade of white these things are. Right. I Yeah, right? You know, I do. You and I complain old. about it once in a while. We hmm? do. What? Isn't that funny when you watch some old something from Hollywood or whatever? People have their real people teeth. People have their yeah. real teeth. And you're like, what? That's so jarring. You know, people in Hollywood are supposed to have Amy Klobuchar has teeth. a snaggle tooth. Yeah. And so she was on last night with Stephen Colbert and she has real teeth. Mm-hmm. You know, not many people have real teeth anymore. It's the first thing that people so do. Hollywood... Well, whether stars. you're even if you were a, a new actor and you the first the first money you get they fix their teeth they fix their teeth mm-hmm. whatever whatever if you if you make a living with your face mm-hmm. however that might be and right. now that's probably the first thing the Insta and reality right. show kids do do is get the fix, teeth done do their teeth jeez I just would like to tell my boys you should have worn your retainers after we did fix them okay the new status symbol I can't believe you don't say that to them I do. Trust me, I do. Okay, so the new status symbol right now, if you're, you know, very flush, it's... um, New teeth. No, that's already, that's that's basic. Okay. That's the basic entry level. Trophy trees. What? The Wall Street Journal wrote a story. It's like bringing in, you know, you're not going to start your home with these little tiny pots that you get yeah, your yeah. landscaping is going to be bringing in hundred foot tall palm trees evergreens so the new i just it made me laugh that the yeah. new status symbol for high-end homeowners is trophy for trees. the billionaires mm-hmm. or millionaires. people are, are bringing, bringing in trees by helicopters by barges we'll have by- gas cut i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out pretty sure that's j-lo and p.s the person behind all of this is chris jenner llc we drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends blinded by the item listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the blinded by the item youtube channel and Michael this because our he's a big time landscape Lands. architecture. Yeah. Yes, I figure some of those big trees would have roots that would be hard to sort of 
Well, they've got move. those scoopers, that, those ball scoopers. Listen, know, if you've got money, I think there's nothing anything. that can't be yeah. accomplished. That's right. Plant-wise, that, tree-wise. Yeah, I think you're... <laughs> <laughs> and if you um, haven't bought a pair of Crocs yet, because they've been out for about 20 years, they are having a renaissance beyond, ever since the coupling with like... Post Malone did the Croc thing a couple times last year. The pandemic. The pandemic. People are wearing the Crocs. Questlove had custom-made gold Crocs made for the Oscars this I've, weekend. I've never owned a pair of Crocs. The one pair of Crocs okay. that I owned were a pair of Croc flip-flops that oh, yeah. Herbergers had. I remember those. But they hurt the bottom of my yeah. feet because they had some kind of scratchy... Pokey thing. Like the old the, jelly shoes. Yeah, that they like rubbed up. I'm like, they were some screwed up flip flops. I passed them on to somebody who didn't have as deli- delicate a tootsie, but I've never had that slip on clog crock. I, I can't. Have two pair. I can't. I can't. I've never They're been so, able to bring okay, myself Rocco, to it. Rocco, have you ever worn a pair? No. I no. think the closest I've come are those keen shoes. Yeah, you know? yeah. I wear those in the boundary water. Okay, yeah. well, the crock, the deal with the crocs is they are comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, my girlfriend just got a pair. She's like, oh, my gosh, I've never had a pair of Crocs in my life. And yeah. I'm like, how much were they? $48. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. It just made me Do laugh. We, yeah, that, don't worry. Those words are not going to cross my mouth. No, I know. They yeah. will never come out of your mouth. But Because you, I just won't even do it. I just I can't. Think, I missed it. People when will be surprised <laughs> how comfortable they are, though. Obviously, because look at all the healthcare and restaurant yes. people. I just think of that one guy in his Mario Batelli in the yeah. orange ones. Yeah. Who had all the sexual harassment things that oh. made the taste go off the air on ABC. Right. With Carla the and chew. everyone. The chew. He and ruined that was it for such everybody. A good show. He did ruin it for he everybody. He ruined it for everybody. They didn't need to let it ruin it for everybody. They, they should have just, just let, let him, him go. go. But they but they uh, what does Carla say about that? Well, Carla's on so many other shows right. right now. I love her. All right. Well, Crocs are the rage. My kids wear um, camouflage Crocs. I, unfortunately, so no I have, feet. I've seen them in that look, and it totally suits both of them. <laughs> <laughs> because they actually do hunt and they do. have reason to wear camouflage. They so do. They, they actually can pull it off. They have so much camouflage crap. All right, so people, do you know anybody who hasn't got their smell back yet who had COVID? I don't think so. But okay. I did have a friend that did lose the smell and taste. But For quite a while? Back, yeah. Was there yeah. anything weeks, good right? about it? About you didn't lose weight. Day. You didn't lose weight or anything because I had friends who did it too. Yeah, but was lose... there is there any one there... good thing? I can't. I can't, I can't I... think of one good thing about losing your smell. No. If unless you're living with a farter. Yeah, you're listening. <laughs> or you know? somebody with like halitosis right. beyond belief. I learned yeah. how to do the sign language fart we, from Guillermo. We all did. <laughs> the other night from um the red carpet. All right, well, here's what they're saying is and if you know someone who still hasn't got their sense of smell back. You might suggest to them smell training. Um, and what it is, is it's sniffing really super strong smells. Like a, like a, like, red, like a red onion. Or No, they're saying perfumes. Oh. Well, red onion would be one, but sniffing it and just really sucking it in and trying to get it because it might just kind of tick off your olefax or whatever those little things olefax, are in, yeah. in your nose maybe, to start. Yeah, maybe they're lying dormant. Maybe, and so it's a better option than steroids, which some people have done, but smell training. So if you know someone, just suggest, let's go smell a piece of poop Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or something. I don't know. Okay. Well, maybe not. (laughs) Yeah, I think I can think of... The perfume. I like the perfume option. I like the perfume ideas. Yeah, much better. (laughs) And again, 
Um, trophy trees, if you see them in your neighborhood. <laughs> no, it's the new status symbol. All right. What we'll just back. happened? Yeah. Don't even <laughs> We're talking, try. Don't even try, Holly. <laughs> Hanging out with us. We are delighted. Peg Guilfoyle is uh, joining us. And uh, you might recognize her name. She's been writing um, short pieces and books and commentaries for a lot of years. We've read you in, I think, both papers. And I feel like we had you on... Years ago, our show for your Guthrie book. We had a lot of fun when we talked about that Guthrie book, full of good stories, good backstage stories. Right. And as I recall, we did quite a bit of laughing, I do believe. I well, know, we and you to. were obviously in studio, but um, we're, we're not at that point yet, but we were really happy to hear from you that you've put together, because you really... You've written about so many things over the years, Peg, um, and you're a damn good writer and obviously a damn good listener. Um, but you just, you do, you do, uh, I, we like this book, um, Essays from a Mid-American. It's called Singing All the Verses. How'd you get the idea to do this book? I got the idea because I have written a lot of books for other people and about other topics over the years. But also, as you say, a a wide number of short pieces about the things that strike me. You know, there are things you go through your life, there are things that just catch you. And if you're a writer, what you want to do is write about those things. I I firmly believe that every single life has moments in it that are resonant and magical and joyful. And I think the best thing that we can do is to record those moments and save them. So when I started to think about this book, I looked back over this body of work and picked out the things that I thought still seemed lively and resonant and wrote a bunch of new work for it. So it's a very, um, uh, it's a very personal book. It's not a book about an institution mm-hmm. like some of my other books. It's about the way that women feel and think and the way that I feel and think. It's really you're so witty and clever and it's moving. It's really, it's really delightful. Do you have some favorites or have people told you that they have some favorites in, in here that you want to share maybe a little? So, so I'm doing, I would love to read a little bit for you, but I've been doing this thing recently where I'm zooming into book clubs um, and uh, I can do that through the website. People can contact me through the website, but the, for me as a writer, one of the great things about that is it gives you direct access to talking to your readers. And I, I say to them, which, which pieces do you, do you like? And then they tell me. Um, and that's very rewarding for me as a writer. And it also helps me remember what, that what, what, what's funny for me is also funny for other people. What hooks me about motherhood or civic life or history or family history also hooks other people. So it's, Quite, um, uh, I'm, I'm happy to say that every time I do a book club and I ask that question, um, it's not all. It's not only one piece that people like. People right. like a wide variety of these pieces. Well, right. I I liked your stuff on being a mom, mothering, mothering boys. Because I've got two boys. You know, I know you have. You know, a boy, and I think you have a girl. Do you have two boys? I do. Have, I have a boy and a girl. That's what I thought. Right, and I and I wrote this piece about mothering boys. Can I read just a couple of paragraphs? We would love it if you're just joining us. We're talking with Peggy... Peg Gilfoyle. Peg Gilfoyle, thank you. 
So this piece is called Mothering Boys, and I'll just uh, uh, read a couple of paragraphs. Um, I think people will be able to identify with this. I never imagined myself as the mother of an eight-year-old boy. Oh, I've gotten used to young children. I face preschool classes unafraid. I'm the first one there for running noses, skin knees, problems with sharing, and encounters with scary things. Solomon is not wiser. Mother, Te- Mother Teresa no more patient. No one more adoring. No child goes unnoticed. No small triumph unapplauded. And I mean this. I love them. I hope these are abilities and joys that I will keep for the rest of my life. But life is moving on. I think some, I need some new skills. What, for example, is the correct response to this? We're window shopping on vacation. In a- Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Peg. Peg. In an upscale little resort, you keep reading. Re- it. In an upscale little resort town by the water, Rocco tried to get Peg back on. My son is dashing ahead up the street when he stops to look in the window of a pricey women's shop. He turns and yells through the cl- crowd, waving his arms happily. Hey, mom, come look at this. This would make a great sex dress for you. <laughs> it creates something of stirs the people who are walking by. <laughs> or the response to this, Lauren says. James is fat. Are you back, Peg? You should read this, not me. <laughs> can, can you hear me? Yes, yes. now we Am can. I back? Yes. yes. Okay, good. So that little piece about being stopped on the, on the street in the resort town yeah. is just one example of the utter hilariousness of being a parent every day. <laughs> it, it really does make you laugh, doesn't it? With boys. With boys. And something... I think kids in yeah. general, they just bring but up But there things. is something about boys, boys too. And I, I like the night next. It's just funny what kids say. And this is the collection of different essays, singing all the verses. Was it, are these things that you'd written down over a long period of time and just you thought, I'm going to do something now with this? Or did you sit down? It's a little and- bit of both. A little bit of both. Um, I had written some of these pieces had been had been published in various newspapers or magazines or wherever else um, and some of them I, I rewrote just I wrote and created just for this book I wrote for example a piece about how to survive quarantine which is not uh, uh, not that very much in the same tone as as sex dresses on the street in the resort town <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but there's uh, there are so many ways to look at the world and and in spite of the things that we all face as challenges, it's a wonderful world. It's a funny world. It's a warm, living, beautiful world. And that's what this book tries to reflect. And you do a good job. And I think that and I think that's really important right now because you talk about the magical, the joyful moments the, in the simplest moments that you can just find something to spark joy. And I, you really capture that and do that in this collection of essays. And what a treasure you are. Well, that's so kind of you to say so. I, I have to say that, that this book um, is a way of speaking to people and having people speak to me. So it's, I'm, I've been very happy with this book. And, you know, uh, again, with the wide variety, the and it, I, my husband is, was on the same softball team for 40 years. So there's a piece in here about an aging softball team and what it's like to age uh, to age as softball people. Books about history, books about family history, books about trying to research your family history and the unexpected doors that you can open up um, to see into the past and also to see into the future. 
Peg, what was the uh, what got you interested in writing? I mean, what was the thing that got you hooked on? Like, I want to do this. I want to tell stories. Well, <laughs> like seven million other people in the world, I think um, I first was inspired. When I read Little Women, do you remember Little yes. Women? Yes, mm-hmm. Lori would. And I never in that, read that. novel, mm-hmm. there are four do- there are four girls, four daughters, and one of them is a writer, and that was the one that I identified in this novel, which was influential for many yeah. young girls at one Yo. time. Um, and I started writing young, and I started writing as a way to uh, two ways, two things. One is to preserve things that I think are funny and important and momentous. And also, like many writers, I write uh, in a way to figure out what I think. Mm-hmm. When I write, I'm figuring out what I think. And that's the pleasure of placing the words together in the right order to make them reflect what you think. That's the, the craft of it and the pleasure of it for me. Yeah. And do you still, do you write something about every day? I write almost every day. Um, uh, and uh, But... More than that, I sort of look every day. I'm, I'm, whenever I'm out in the world, I'm always being struck by something. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I look at it and I think, huh, that's interesting. Huh. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd, like to, I'd like to look at that. I'd like to look at that. And then I take uh, notes. I'm sitting by my writing board, which is festooned with post-it notes with little squibs on it for ideas, which I think will turn into essays at some point. Mm-hmm. Julia, did we post uh, we did. a we, link to Peg's We posted Peg's a link on the Lori and Julia okay. show page. If people want to, you know, get in contact with you, buy, buy your book. book, they can have you, you know, part of their book club. Um, yes. It, it's, it, what a great offer. I mean, my gosh, that's something really mm-hmm. people can have yeah. done. And it's just, the book is Singing All the Verses, Essays from a Mid-American, Peg, Peg Gilfoyle. And um, we just... Thanks for getting in touch with us, Peg. And, and next, your next book, hopefully, we'll meet you in person again. Or we'll just have I you back on for this book. Or, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it was a treat for us. Take care, and thank you so it's much for your pleasure, time. Great pleasure to quote-unquote be with you. All oh, right, thank you. Thanks, Peg. Peg. We've got a couple books to give away. Yeah. If you want to give us a buzz at 651-641-1071, and we'll get it out in the mail to you. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood speaking! What is the meaning All right, of let's this? Hollywood speak <laughs> this. Okay, what are we speaking? Chloe, Chloe uh, doing this quote on her Instagram story, just uh, sharing the, ag- the quote that just says, uh, and it's a quote by Sonia Sabinas, and she referenced it. People who don't hesitate to share a kind word or do a good deed to brighten someone else's days are the best kind of people. That's what she posts. Oh, for crying out. Okay, first of all, that is kind of, I'm not going to call it an insufferable quote, but Chloe... She's so desperate to get positive feedback. And and then, like, acting holier. Like, oh, she's so above all of this. You're the one who... Starts it, it starts it all as far as like pretending that you're having some kind of, uh, you know, everything is good with you and your guy who will never be faithful to you. And my favorite thing about this gal who came out, the Sydney Chase, that said she slept with her. But I know why she did the long 
kind of this people who don't hesitate to share a kind word or do a good deed to brighten someone else's day are the best kind of people. I mean, you, you got to slap your head and think about the stupid thing, but she did it because <laughs> Sydney Chase. In her Instagram about her little dalliance with her, yeah, with Chloe's guy. She said, yeah, and everyone, you know, and I don't know if you know, but uh, Tristan has peekaboo dong, which is okay. an uncircumcised uh, wiener. <laughs> okay. Peekaboo. Okay. I'm just and I'm that's struggling. my theory about why Chloe gave us this insufferable head scratching. You know, kind of zen, but kind of because this girl, Sydney, said, I will quote, it was in her TikTok. She said, yeah, you know, um, not only did we do it, but he reached out to me after the birthday party for True. And yeah, I'll say it. He had a peekaboo D. Okay. And then she apologized yesterday for her calling it a peekaboo thing because that's too personal. And that's where Tristan got in big trouble. Because he, he is uncircumcised, and only someone who'd been with him would, would know that. So, Clawway is really, you know, and maybe his, maybe the lawyers called her and said, you know. But I, I don't, I, I, okay. I love that little detail that of she added you to do, that. Because then it then, explains everything. Yeah. It explains why Clowley has to do that stupid tweet because she can't do what she wants to do, which is, yeah, bleep you to Tristan. Tristan. Mm-hmm. Take your little peekaboo wiener and get it away from right, me. Right. That thing, I don't think there's enough sidecars in the world to contain that. He's just not ready to be. <laughs> He's not. Uh, He's monogamous. Not. He's not. He likes being on the show. Yep. Okay, he's got uh, an ego, Lori. Yeah. Okay, Matt, Matt, Bachelor Matt James uh, said this to People Magazine. I'm not pursuing. He was asked about, are you having something with this Rachel Kirkconnell on The Bachelor? And they were together last weekend out in California. Well, he's this is what he said. I'm not pursuing any relationships right now outside of that. I said I was going to focus on my relationship with her, and that means focusing on it. What a dumb answer. Why doesn't he just say yes? Because, Julia, he's not. Listen to it. I'm I'm not not pursuing any relationships right now. Okay, this is not inspiring words for a girl, a woman, to hear about her her guy. Yeah. Well, not right now. I'm focusing just on this one And I said I was going to focus because that's what I told her, and so that's what I'm doing. I'm a stand-up guy. He's just a... I think he's he, kind of a. He's using her now because he's one hundred percent. He's twenty nine and she's twenty four, and they don't belong together at all. But this is easy. People are tentatively sticking their nose or, or their toe or their peekaboo. You know what? Back out in the water or in the wherever you like to lay down in the grass. But people are nervous, and so there is kind of a thing to go with people that you've been with. Sure. There you go. For right now. Right. It's the easiest thing. There you go. All right. Uh, I I don't have any yeah, that was that whole thing. Ugh. Yeah. Okay, here's another one to get okay. you going. We posted a photo of it. <laughs> a, I don't want to. A A Rod posted a photo of himself and uh he here's here's it December twenty twenty and then April twenty twenty one and it says Left the dad bod in 2020. This is what A-Rod posts on his Insta today. What man do you know does that? Okay. 
Okay, can you see your husband, my brother, posting that? Well, no, but I'm and not. He, I, I'm. This is, I. This is his attempt. I think. Yeah, I'm like lose he, weight for you, baby. I'm gonna look hot. Like and people sexier. look at how hot and sexy I am, and in the meantime, Jennifer's people are running to People magazine to basically talk about how he much he sucks, and she's totally over it. Like uh, checking in with J Lo, she's still embarrassed about A Rod. Here's what I found out in all that digging up. Okay, he's posturing and posing over there Mm -hmm. his people are trying to say he's working on getting her back he's just working on getting laid with anybody she's embarrassed now at about how blatant he was and then how invested her kids got and guess who's divorced from his fourth wife mark anthony oh he is Mm -hmm. And he's been around, and he's been in the pictures. Is he divorced from his fourth wife? Well, uh-huh. and you always have something special with the father or mother of your children. He is not married at the moment, Julia. Well, maybe those two all. Ten bucks know. he tries to convince her to get back into something. But yeah, that could be a new weekly thing, all the way she's embarrassed yeah. about it. She's finding out stuff about him. And they went to lunch and stuff, but that was totally a paparazzi thing. Because right. she's, you know, I mean, last year they were the bells of the, everything. Yeah, they were. Oscars, uh, everything, uh, the inauguration. She's had a lot of him, so she is really getting out there and showing pretty pictures of herself. And but I don't want her publicist to run to people so much unless that column's going to come real. Checking in with J Lo, what's she embarrassed about now? Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, Anthony Hopkins pleaded with the Oscar producers to be allowed to zoom on the off chance he would win. Serious? He quarantined that whole time in Malibu because we saw some of his right. amazing Instagrams. Yes. He was kind of sweet. And as soon as he got vaccinated, he wanted to go back to Wales to see some of his family yep. that he hasn't seen in a year and a half. Yeah. And he, he's 89. He's 83, 83. 83. And he wanted to be able to like he might be staying there for the right. summer. And he wasn't willing to come back. And I guess his people begged and 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 the reason why they begged is because after Anthony Hopkins won the BAFTA, the BAFTA is a better indicator of of acting. What will happen at the Oscars? Because the Oscar voting wraps up like just like five days before the actual ceremony. Yes. So the ta and then he was on a late night show. Yeah. So was, there was kind there of was a feeling. Buzz. There was some. There was buzz. a little. And the screenwriter for uh, uh, The Father accepted at the BAFTA. Right. So Anthony Hopkins people. So here they talk about a bunch of stuffed shirts that they said no to him. On the off chance that the oldest Academy Award, they couldn't make one Zoom exception. Right. Are you kidding me? That would have been... It would and, and Chadwick wouldn't. I guess his family has come out. He's never talked about winning an no, Oscar. No, I didn't that wasn't, think that way. I thought this was an honor for. Think of how many movies Anthony Hopkins yeah, has no, been brilliant in, and the first time he wins and he can't even be allowed to accept. Yeah, the New be, York Times and the Hollywood Reporter have confirmed it, saying that the Oscar producers flat out turned him down, even when he personally begged. That's ridiculous, isn't well, it? There you go. That's just terrible. So don't try to throw Joaquin under the bus. That's right. He's our boy. That's right. Oh, my gosh. I'm glad we could clear that up. Pop culture jeopardy when we come back. 
This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.